Big game coming up Friday for our Michigan State basketball Spartans. We are joined by the one, the only Carter Elliott to talk about Friday's game. Also, each individual player on this team and what Detroit Lion would he put on this roster? Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Spartans is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week. And no, this episode is not going to be, be me just rambling on and on and on and on and on about our basketball Spartans. No, no, no. We are joined by one of the great guests that we are just keep dragging on here yet again because, well... The Chips Ahoy couldn't get him down, so we're just going to see if 30 minutes on this show can do it. Uh, Carter, how are we doing over there, man? Are we doing okay? I'm, I'm doing great. It's never dragging when you bring me on. Uh, if you want to make me a reoccurring, I'm still waiting for that offer. I would, wow. I would definitely come. I always love coming and chopping it, up, chopping it up with you on here, so I appreciate you having me. I mean, it's not like you just don't do enough work with Sleepers Media and Spartans Illustrated already. Let's, let's just get you in front of more webcams, more microphones. But, no, it's always a hoot and a half. And it seems like maybe the season is becoming a hoot, maybe yet to be a hoot and a half. But Carl, let's just start with Friday's game. I'm just going to start with the most broad question I could possibly ask you. But what what would a win on the road in Madison against a top 15 Badger team mean for this team for this season? Well, just looking at a big picture, I think that, you know, once we got past that Illinois game, you're kind of examining the schedule and you're like, OK, it's opening yeah. up. There's winnable games. There's also like those probably like two to three games where you could make like a statement and you could maybe somewhat take your foot. Not Don't take your please do not take your foot off the gas, but I can go to sleep at night knowing that I can get to selection Sunday and I don't necessarily have to panic. Now, right now with Michigan State's resume, uh, not necessarily any bad losses. Right. Right. Uh, But that win against Baylor at a neutral neutral quotation mark uh, at LCA is holding a lot of weight for this, for their resume right now. And outside of that, they don't really have much to kind of hang their hat on. So uh, one just resume wise, bracket wise, Sunday selection Sunday wise, this win on the road against a really good Wisconsin team. Uh, People don't want to give them their credit, but right now, like Wisconsin, we we might be living in a world where Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. That's a very feasible thing. So um, it'd be a massive win, not only for, you know, resume bracket wise, but also just having this team just being able to string together wins. And also, like you go on the road and you beat Wisconsin, the cold center. There's no there's nothing. I can't take that from you now. Right. I love the winning on the road against Maryland. I truly did. Maryland's a bad basketball team anyway. You look at it, I think that's a game we should win. I get it. The Xfinity Center is a tough place to play. I understand all that. Wouldn't necessarily put them in the good team category. So if we go on the road to Wisconsin, we will be beating uh, darn near a great team uh, with, with the way Wisconsin's playing. 
this isn't the Bo Ryan Wisconsin teams that a lot of people remember where it's, hey, if they're the first team to 50, they win. Like, no, they're actually an offensive juggernaut this year. Like, what? What? Why? Wait, Why? Can you, this isn't can comfortable. You, can, you say, can you say that one more time? <laughs> Wisconsin, the red and white team that plays in Madison, is an offensive juggernaut. It feel, And I'm not talking football or new air raid that they're trying in the fall. No, I, <laughs> talking the basketball team. It, it's very uncomfortable just to say out loud. And um, I keep waiting for them to crash to the mean, but uh, no. <laughs> they're not it's just who they are it sucks um but i like that that is it, it, it i'm trying to answer my own question here that's and i stunned myself silent that's how good of a podcast host i am but what a, a win would mean friday i can't help but to already think about the tournament here and it's a twofold thing because one i i think it's safe to say that this could be a seed line game where instead of a yeah. six you might bump yourself up to a five mm-hmm. for example but also before you can even talk about seeds Got to talk about making the tournament, something that I'm pretty comfortable with right now. I'm not as panicky as other fans are, and that's really a change of how things usually go with me and this fan base. I'm usually the more panicky one. But if you win on Friday, you you are really comfortably, as things stand right now, in the tournament. So that's just where my mind goes immediately. It's just a tournament because maybe it's also because, too, you talk about Wisconsin winning the Big Ten. The Big Ten for me just is is no longer an option anymore. So what's the next best thing? Tournament. So that's just where my mind instantly goes um carter let's talk about what happened last time these two teams met because mentally to me like this game happened eight months ago but still in the end wisconsin 70 michigan state 57 in a game that was never really all that close if memory serves correct aj store he lit it up 22 points and that has not been like just a random blip on the radar he's averaging 15 a game so far stephen Crowell 22 points tyler wall he had an eight and eight performance out there what 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 worries you the most about this Wisconsin team? Is it anything that we already saw last time, or is there anything new about this Badger team that's got you a little spooked for Friday? I mean, I, I think it's just a combination of what we saw last time and, like, who this Wisconsin team is. I, I know a lot of people after that game uh, at the Breslin Center were like, oh, Stephen Crowell, like, is hitting threes. That's not going to happen again. Stephen Crowell can actually step out and shoot threes. Out. Now, I know he didn't have to Murph into, you know, prime Robert Ori against us but (laughs) I mean he's a guy who can stretch the floor and step out and shoot the ball and anytime this Michigan State team goes up against a center that I think has a bit of game I'm never coming to that game completely confident and the fact that Kral is seven feet tall uh he's got a solid he has a go-to post move that's all he needs at seven feet tall and he can actually step out and shoot the three and he's also pretty good at defending the rim as well so it's, it's always tough to go into the Cole Center and win a game. I think right. Michigan State fans, Big Ten fans know that in general. I actually found out about that last year when I went in there. And you know how people are like, oh, the Cole Center has a certain mystique to it. You feel it. I walked in. Right. I, I, I felt a shiver in me. I just looked at the floor and I quivered a little bit. I'm like, this place is just – there's some voodoo going on in here. And that's like wow. a real thing. So you combine that with what, you know – Wisconsin's able to do on the, you know, in the post. AJ Store has been an incredible transfer ad. I still yeah. am mad at the whole Big Ten for letting Greg Gard take AJ Store. That's ridiculous. I, why couldn't anybody else get him? But it's a great ad. Um, this Wisconsin team, though, I think is it, it, definitely beatable, though. I want to throw that out there. They're good. Okay. They're great. But like, if we were going into Mackey, uh, I would get on here and be like, you know what? Let's put up a good fight. If we're right. within 10, Let's go back to Breslin. Let's lick our wounds. We're going to be okay. This is a game where, call it irrational confidence or whatever you want to call it, I truly think that Michigan State can take advantage of certain spots on this floor. I think that it's a game that is very gettable for them. 
It, now it's just on whether we can get execution, whether we can get the team, the main guys to show up. That's going to be huge. The main guys need to show up. Um, yeah. And, you know, we need to be connected on the defensive end because I think a lot of the issues with the first Wisconsin game were off-ball defense breakdowns, whether it was off the pick and roll, not being in on the same coverage between the big and the guard, or mm-hmm. you relax for one second and all of a sudden AJ stores on the wing and he hits one. So now he's yeah. feeling great and he hits one at the end of the shot clock in that game. So, you know, a very, a very gettable game, one that despite what has happened this year and whatever you think about Michigan state and how, how you feel about the state of the team, I'm expecting a win. Like I'm expecting this okay. team to go in here and get a win. Now, is that going to bite me in the butt? You know what? Probably, but it's how I feel and I can't help it. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you brought all that up because we're going to go to BartTorvik.com. Now, Locked on Spartans listeners, you can finish your drink because we mention them every time we talk basketball, it seems like. But they do have Michigan State just as two-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road. And for everything that we just said, especially when you take into consideration what happened last time they met at Breslin Center, Wisconsin won by 13 points. Like, that, that is a very narrow spread. So... They're they're liking it on the computers. They're liking it with the eye test, too, because Michigan State, yes, they have had some losses to Illinois, but they look pretty good in that game. And I know that sounds so lame just taking a moral victory lap, but like they have been playing better on the road. And last Sunday, you finally saw them actually fight through adversity on the road and get a win in the column. But, yeah, oh, Carter, I'm right with you. I'm ready to be hurt Friday night. I'm yeah. so ready to be hurt Friday night. Let's go, man, because I have faith – and that's the worst thing you could have before a game on the road in the Big Ten is uh, believing that you can win because, <laughs> as we learned so far this season, that ends in a supreme amount of pain uh, more times than not. Carter, I want to ask you a little bit about some players here and there. But first, I hate to do this. I got to send you to the bench because I need to talk to people's ears off about Game Time, the best ticketing app out there, folks. If you don't believe me, go try it for yourself. Now, why do I love Game Time? For a long list of reasons, I love their flash deals that they have. All right. If you know you're going to go to a game later in the week, just check Game Time throughout the week and you're going to like what they have in store for you. Or, hey, if you're a last minute person and you're just walking up to the arena, the theater, the concert hall, wherever you're going, Jump on your phone, look at their last-minute deals they have on Game Time. They are second to none in the ticketing industry. Also, why else do I like Game Time? Just how easy it is to get your tickets. It's two taps, and they are sent straight to your phone. They're not going to be emailed to you. You don't have to go through your Gmail when you don't have service outside of the stadium wondering, oh, my God, when are they going to get here? No, they're just zapped right to your phone. It is super simple with Game Time. And, hey, they want to save you money right off the bat. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. That's right. Hey, if you're feeling spicy about the lines and you want to get a jump on that, it is $100 off the big game ticket with code VEGAS100. So, download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And let's bring on the guy who I'm probably going to go to the Super Bowl with here, uh, Carter Elliott. It's going to be a pleasant, pleasant uh, day out in the desert on that Sunday when it comes up. But for then, still got some basketball games to get to. Um, here, do you know what? You're the guest. I'll, I'll let you uh, decide where we're going to go with this next. Carter, what player on this team tears the fan base apart more than any other player? And there's no correct answer. Like, there's no shortage of candidates. So in your opinion, who's the most divisive player on this team? 
I mean, <laughs> so many, so many oh, options. Yeah. This is like oh, being yeah. Vegas. It's like being, it's probably the Aria buffet. Um, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> there's, there's so many players that are split up. You know what? I, I'll go with the first one that came to my mind. I'll go with Malik Hall. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Because I've talked a lot about Malik Hall. All right. I probably lean more on the Malik Hall fanboy side than I do. And he is incredibly divisive, just like you said. And there's actually an emailer out there, a listener, Matt C., great listener, very fiery fan, very passionate fan. And he sent a few emails about Malik Hall because we've been talking about how good he is. I'm going to read the nicer of the few emails. He says, your argument about Booker makes sense, except we have four years of data that Malik Hall is not a winning player. The ceiling with this team at Hall at the four is a sweet 16 and not competing to win the Big Ten title. And he goes on to say that they should be using the minutes to develop Booker, Carr, but let's stick with Malik Hall here. Because Carter, as people know, I mean, this is a very popular stat. Everyone should know this stat. Malik Hall has the second highest Porpa got to on this team behind Tyson Walker. And of course, everyone knows what that stat means, but I'll just say it. It means points over replacement per adjusted game at that usage. A, a very elementary stat, of course. Um, I'm kidding. That's a, kind of a very analytical stat. It's like war, but it's the second highest on the team. Does that sound right to you? Like, do you think that he is the second best player on this team behind Tyson Walker? Or is there someone else that jumps out to you as far as second most important player on this team, Carter? Uh, see, the, the, that's the key thing here. It's imp- the word is important. Important. Okay. And okay. to me, Malik Hall currently is the most important player on Michigan State. Gotcha. Sorry. Whew. That's scary proposition. It's a scary proposition, it, it, but it it's is. also not a scary proposition because, you know, you throw out that Northwestern game, and I get it. It was 26 minutes with no stats. It'll yeah. be used as a meme for years and years to come. It happened, but we got to move on at some point. And outside of that game, Malik Hall has actually found some, some consistency at that spot. I think mm-hmm. he's been aggressive and going to the hoop. Uh, do I love the fadeaway jumpers baseline over two guys sometimes? Like he's Kobe Bryant. Absolutely not. But it's the shot that he loves, and he hits. A, he's been hitting a fair amount of them, so you got to give him credit for that. I think he's been pretty good on the boards as well, uh, and defensively, I think he's holding up just fine. So, it, to me, we've gotten to a point in this season um, to another player that the, the fan base might be split on, AJ Hogard. I want to give AJ Hogard his flowers because yes, that November start of the season was one of the worst starts of a season I've seen from a senior point guard in a very, very long time. But if I play the game of taking that month out, A.J. Hogard has shown consistency from game to game to game. Does he make mistakes? Of course he does. He's not a perfect player. Does he make defensive breakdowns sometimes that make you want to pull out your hair? Absolutely. Does he have times where he cannot finish at the rim and you also want to pull out your hair? Absolutely. Welcome to college basketball. That's part of the game. But for all my money's worth, we've been able to consistently get performances out of him and consistently out of Tyson. Now, where Michigan State could take a next step is finding consistency out of the other two guys that are in the starting lineup, and that'd be mm-hmm. Jay Nakins, and that'd be Malik Hall to me. Now, Malik Hall has found some consistency, I think, which helps out. Now, you add Jay Nakins maybe finding his last year's form or find a little bit more consistency, then right there you got four guys who are consistently giving you good basketball, and that will honestly be enough to beat a good amount of teams like that that you you'll probably win a good amount of big 10 games like that so yeah i think a lot hinges on the consistency of the malik halls of the world the consistency of the jay nakins uh to kind of carry this team and take them to another level whatever that level may be it might be a 316 who really knows but 
the level that gets us out of the first weekend and not stressing on selection Sunday would be a good start to the the dreams. I want to eventually get to AJ Hogarth because I need to just pick your brain about him. But first, like, I just want to keep it really quick on that Malik Hall kind of Xavier Booker conversation because a few days ago on the show and also at the press conference, Tom Izzo said that he's going to try to get Xavier Booker more minutes, which is uh, you, you want to have a drinking game? Go ahead and finish your drink whenever Tom Izzo says that at a podium. Like, we, we got it, dude. You're going to try to get him more minutes. It's just not going to happen. We, we get it by now. But anyway. My thing was, is that uh, why, like, why do we need to see more Booker minutes? We've already seen what he is. This isn't developmental time anymore. This is winning time in the big 10 season, but that's just one Michigan state fans opinion. Like, do you need to see more Xavier Booker minutes going forward or where are you at with the whole Booker experiment so far as what we'll call it? Uh, I, I, I don't think we need to see any more Xavier Booker minutes moving forward, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And I, I mean that like major minutes now, of course, there's a part of me that I'm like, I want to keep Booker involved as much as I as much as you can with the landscape of college basketball. Yeah, so totally. if we can find a way to get him five to eight minutes in, in games, I would be a hundred percent on board with that. That's me personally. But I also see like like why Coach Izzo isn't playing him because when he did get put out there, we saw, you know, we saw a freshman. We saw a raw freshman yeah. who had defensive lapses, and you understand that why Izzo might be hesitant to go to him. Like I understand that. At the same time, I, I don't want my head coach lying to me all the time. You're not <laughs> him minutes. And it's okay that you're not trying to get him minutes. Just yeah. say you're not trying to get him minutes. Like I don't co- I come every year and I say I'm trying to lose weight. And then right. I and then I eat food. And then I eat a <laughs> and then I house a whole Greenland pizza. Like that that hey, that ha- that happens. But like I can't say I'm trying to lose weight and then do that. So it's just like uh, my good co-host, my good friend Greg Waddell, actually pulled up some screenshots of yeah. every single month that he has said a quote of "I'm trying to get Xavier Booker minutes." I'm trying to get him minutes. You're not. You know who? You, you know who controls his minutes? You. So if you were trying to get him minutes, <laughs> you, you most certainly could. Like that, that's your prerogative. So it's just funny to me. Uh, I know maybe he's playing the angle of like Booker's team, people Booker himself are watching, and it I makes me it. feel yeah. warm and fuzzy inside that the coach is trying to get them minutes. Me personally, if that's my son or something, I'd be like, uh, you know, you know, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. <laughs> yes, you're the, you're the guy who can get a minute. You know that, right? So it's, it's funny to me. The, the my favorite part of that quote, though, and I know I don't want to get going on this, but it was no, the uh, it was the um, I see all the social media talk about it. Thank you. Are he, we? <laughs> first of all, he made a mistake because now moving forward, I'm gonna have an automated tweet that goes out. <laughs> Every single day at around 10:45 a.m., that says, "Hmm, that portal's looking mighty fine." Since he looks at oh. since he looks at social media, and I know that I can be seen, I'm going to send out tweets, and I hope he sees them. I like that. I like that strategy. Also, great, great Green Lantern pizza shout out by the oh, way. Yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about right great there. Pizza. But no, that's also what killed me with the quote, too. It was just a two-sentence quote, but both sentences killed me. The first one being Booker, we're going to get him more minutes. Like, why? Like, who, who's asking for – and that was the other thing that upset me. It's like, oh, that's all the talk on social media. No, it's not. Not no, anymore. Not. Like, it's not like December anymore. Like, everyone by now has seen what happens when he gets a little bit of minutes. Whatever. I, I'm i not going to let this become a three-day thing. I, that's a lie. I just, I just literally did let it become a three-day thing. I'll never change. 
I'll never change. Uh, we're going to start the next episode with AJ Hogard because I just can't figure this guy out. I think I like him, but maybe not. I don't know. But first, you need to talk the people's ears off about Fan Duel Sportsbook. Gang, the NFL regular season is all wrapped up. We got a great championship weekend ahead, and there is still plenty of time to get in on the action with Fan Duel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's right. If you're feeling good about the Lions, don't worry about the spread. Don't worry about the points. Just don't worry about anything because if you're a first-time customer, win or lose, with a $5 bet, you're getting $150 guaranteed. I'll say it one more time. $150 guaranteed in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is super easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Go ahead and make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. The best way to find popular parlays, or hey, do what I'm going to do and try to make yourself a first-time touch or first touchdown score parlay with both the games this weekend. Five bucks can net you well a nice little payday. Go ahead and make yourself one of those at FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com/lockdown. Make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And let's get Carter Elliott of Spartans Illustrated of Sleepers Media back into the mix here. We got to start with AJ Hogard. Because, uh, like, I, I think I like how he's playing lately, right? Like, he's more aggressive, just like he said last segment. Hey, you're not always going to finish at the rim in college. Well, however, in the last six games, ever he, since the calendar has read, he could, he could oh, finish. I'm so, no, I'm sorry. I'm saying he, I don't mean to cut you off. He could no. finish a little better. I wouldn't mind it. I'm just throwing that out there. He could. It'd be great. It'd be great. And that's kind of like where I'm going to go right now because the six games since the calendar has hit 2024, he's only had one game north of 40% shooting from the field. That was 4-7 against Penn State to start the new year. Uh, he did shoot 40% on the dot against Minnesota, but he's also 6 of 18 from 3. But here's the thing. It's like you do go to the start of the season, that James Madison game, where it's like, AJ, did you just do study abroad in the second half? Like, where are you? You're not even anywhere. Whereas in the Maryland game, He's forcing up a lot of shots in the lane, what he used to make his bread and butter on last year. So it's like, cool, we're getting back to being aggressive and doing what worked last year. It's just not working yet. So I think in the end, like, I I, I do like what we're seeing out of him, even though the percentages aren't there. Is that – am I making sense right now, Carter? No, <laughs> I, no, I think you, I like what I'm seeing from him. No, you're making a 1,000% percent, percent, or a 1,000% percent <laughs> sense because this is Thanks. what it is for me. I, I literally do the exact same exercise with myself all the time. Yeah. I have to accept that, and this is not bad. I have to accept that AJ Hogard is my team's point guard, and that is how my team goes. And, and it. darn it, I'm okay Love with it. it. You know what? He's my PG. I'm riding with WAP. I don't know if I've ever said that, but you know what? <laughs> I am. Fire up the notes emoji. Fire all of it up. That's my PG. It is what it is. I'm riding with yeah. my dog. With that said, that like disappearing act that he did the whole month of November was right. catastrophic to this basketball team and put me in a bad headspace. So you know what? If AJ goes two for fifteen at the rim, at this point I just got it. I'll accept it because he's going to the rim, he's being aggressive, yeah. and he's not and he's showing up. The main thing that frustrates me with the whole AJ Hogarth experience is the disappearing acts as. Tyson Walker's out there fighting for his life. Like, sure. and I just want you to help him out a little bit. So, you know, I, I love the aggressiveness. I love the shot selection, too, to play that game. Now, I understand how all of them are going down. But, you know, mm -hmm. we are very rarely seeing A.J. Hogarth elbow settles, um, you know, yeah. early shot clock threes. We're seeing A.J. Hogarth downhill attacking, attacking, going to the rim. 
And I truly believe that he's a better finisher than he showed. Like he's going to, he's, he's going to be around. Uh, he's going to finish better at the rim. I truly think that. So, you know, seeing him be aggressive, finding some consistency, seeing glimpses of why people talked about this Michigan state backcourt being so good. I mm-hmm. think uh, it, it goes a long way and you gotta, you know, you gotta take the good with the good and take the bad with the bad. Like that, that is what it is. But as long as he's showing up and being aggressive, you know, you, you, you gotta feel good about it. I think the, the the spot that people trip themselves up at is that AJ Hogar is a good college basketball point guard. Yeah. I think sometimes people just want him to be like a Koozie award winner and <laughs> he just might not be that. And that is completely fine. Like teams win a lot without Koozie point guard winners. We packed up Tyler Kolick last year and he's been yeah. everyone's Koozie boy the whole season. So <laughs> like it, it doesn't matter. So it's just, it's more so just having just a little bit of like self-awareness and understanding that, you know, you take the good with the bad. As long as he's there, he's aggressive. You're probably going to give yourself a chance to uh, a fighter's chance to win basketball games. Yeah, because he's doing everything that he was doing late in the season last year. Like you go back to the Kansas State game. He's just downhill running halfback dive constantly, kind of like he has been the last few games. The one stark difference is the most important part, getting the ball to go through the hoop. Of course, but he is experienced enough. This isn't like it's the first time he's going to unravel this in his game. Like he does have experience doing this. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just a, a fool's dream to just say, hey, you know, he'll he'll figure out the finishing part here in a little bit here. Like the ball's got to go through the hoop eventually. But I, I just I just feel like that's where we're trending right now. It, we're, we're getting the good AJ Hogarth, not November AJ, which uh, my God, that was just I, I bash my head through the drywall after every single game, being like, well, are we are we going to show up this this year? I'm like, I, I'm, done? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't, I, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> no, no. Look, I don't care that the three point shooting has been great the whole year and the spacing is a little less than it was with uh, Hauser, but like it tr- try once or twice. Uh, but Hey, Michigan state shooting the three point ball a little better as the season's gone along. Maybe that's actually helped. There could be a direct correlation to that, but still at the end of the day, we're, we're seeing AJ do what AJ did best at the end of last year, except finish. But I think that's going to come. Um, now, Carter, we got an email earlier this week. It was, hey, if you could put one Detroit Lion on the football team, what would it be? You're a huge Detroit Lions fan. You think you've been at both playoff games, am I not mistaken? Is I that... have. I have, yep. I'm a big time Lions fan. Dan Campbell, I think, shouted you out for your vocalness during both games. So thank you for delivering both of those wins here. So I, it just makes sense to ask you the question, but not for the football team, Carter. I, I don't I don't. I don't find any necessary in talking about what line would you put on the football team again? What line would you put on this basketball team though? What, what, do, you, what do you got for us here? Ooh, there's some yeah. good choices. You know, I like, I like Josh Reynolds. He seems very, yep. uh, he seems very athletic. I could see him as like a nice little college three college four. Um, but it's gotta be a center. That's, that's who I want. I'm trying to find a center. And because I love this dude, I don't even know his height, but I feel great putting him at center. Just give me Panay Sewell at center. That's mine. Yep. <laughs> Panay at center. One, he'll have me ready to run through any brick wall that's within a 50-mile radius. Mm-hmm. He will play like a dog. And yeah. I'll be – you know what? And honestly, I think the 58 would hit in green and white at center. Yeah. That, that's, what I'm, yeah. that's where I'm at. Uh, like what's the stat line at the end of the day for me i'm thinking like 16 points he's got beautiful footwork like that's not going to be an issue in the paint i don't care how tall he is like sure he might give up a few inches but that footwork that's going to wreak some havoc. great hand great hand we saw, we, saw, we saw the catch 
Like he's yeah. got great hands. Oh my god, a center that can catch the ball when they pass it to him. Oh my, I might just take him just for that alone, Carter. Um, I think eleven rebounds. But what I would like to see, Carter, is five of the hardest fouls that you will ever see. Like it's it's going to look like carnage out there. It's going to look like a civil war battle scene out there. Uh, hey, you know what? The game is the game. Well, yeah, game is the game. Don't come in the paint if you don't want Penny Sewell up in your grill, annihilating every single layup or limb that you come to the rim with. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That easy. Yeah. I didn't even have a second place. I mean, Reynolds, I do like that a lot. But, yeah, I had Penny Sewell just circled about five times in my list. Like, yeah, that's, that's who we need on the low block right there. That's yeah, it. 100%. There we go. Carter, what a beautiful chat as always, man. Always, always love having you on. Uh, you do fantastic work over Spartans Illustrated, Sleepers Media, of course. We're going to have – your friend Greg Waddell on here uh, next week, right before the Michigan game. So I oh he, oh, he he agreed to come on and talk about that. He he almost instantly, which was very very kind of him. Yeah, <laughs> I when I sent him the message, I was like, I would totally completely understand if A got ghosted or B he said politely no thanks, but no, he said yes. Oh, I'm gonna okay. try to take it easy on him, but I, we'll see. Yeah, I, 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 I will say I will say this. Uh, when it comes to Michigan basketball, he's somewhat of a broken man. Uh, I don't know yeah. who my friend is anymore. Uh, so hopefully, <laughs> sure. hopefully he can he can uh, regroup a little bit. But I, I spoke to him this morning, and he was an absolutely broken man. Well, surely he'll be a great spirit before a Michigan at Michigan State game. <laughs> but, but also him being broken did bring me just a teeny bit of joy. Just a teeny bit. I'm just sorry. Just a teeny bit. Sorry. I'm loving the season Michigan basketball is having right now. There's just one person I feel horrible for, and it's the guy we're going to talk to next Monday, Greg. I, I feel terrible for him. But, oh, man. <sighs> Poor guy. It will not be therapy for him, though, on Monday at all. I'll try to take it easy on him, but, like, I, I, can't, I can't be too soft. So we'll see. But, hey, uh, gang, again, Carter Elliott, you guys are truly the best. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to do a late show after the Wisconsin game. Uh, Carter won't be there unless he's a sick person just wants to hop on. But uh, we will be back Friday night to bring you up to speed on everything that happened in the game. And until then, hey, enjoy the rest of your day, beautiful people. Love you all. Go Green.